Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Enough for Today, and what's yours? <laughs> Everyday Truth. Everyday Truth. Here we are in Capernaum, which is the hometown, the home base, really, of Jesus' earthly ministry. Kurt, uh, tell us why Capernaum is such an awesome site. It, listen, it would be impossible in the short amount of time that we have to talk about just my love for and the significance of Capernaum. Uh, this was Jesus' adopted headquarters. Uh, you'll remember that Jesus was rejected in his hometown of Nazareth, came to Capernaum, and so many of the miracles that you love and that you know from your reading of the Gospels took place either in or around Capernaum. So let's just kind of talk about a couple of them. Kerry, which one or two stand out to you? Uh, for me, it's the calling of his disciples. He had he was some months into his earthly ministry. He had already been developing a relationship with them. They were believing and following him. But this is where he officially said, follow me. And they left their nets. Yeah. And they followed him. So when I'm here, for me, it's a kind of a, a renewal of my call. Like mm. that same Jesus called me to follow him. Yeah. Um, and so that's 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 why I love to go out by the seashore. Yeah. And, and he called radically different people. So when you think about the call of God upon the disciples by the seashore, you think about Peter, Andrew, James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Matter of fact, there's a stone over here that, that bears the name of Zebedee. So not only is there biblical evidence, which, which is enough for us, but there's archeological evidence that all of the Bible stories are true, especially as it relates to the call of the disciples. But the other person that was called right along the seashore was Matthew the publican who sat at the receipt of custom. And Carrie, I got to thinking, you know, Matthew and Peter probably didn't have a good relationship before the call of, of, of Christ, but the, the gospel makes strange bedfellows. He was considered a traitor. Yeah. I mean, he had basically joined up with the Romans against his own countrymen. I think they must have marveled that Jesus wanted anything to do with Matthew, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and he wouldn't have even been allowed to be where we're standing right now. Right. So talk about where we're standing right yeah, now. Yeah, so we're in the synagogue. We are in the synagogue. Now, the stones that you're seeing are actually Byzantine. So they're 300s AD. So the, Jesus wasn't you know, touching these stones. But this entire synagogue structure was built on top of the basalt um, uh, foundation. So there are places here that we could show you very close by that you can see the original foundation. So the point is we are standing on the footprint of the actual synagogue where Jesus preached. You think about Jairus, remember in the Bible, Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, his job it was to kind of manage the synagogue. It was his daughter and, and he would have lived right by the synagogue. It was his daughter whom Jesus raised from the dead, that 12 year old girl. There was a night where Jesus healed uh, Peter's mother-in-law, mm -hmm. which Kurt likes to say that's that's proof that Jesus was merciful yes, because yes. he healed a mother-in-law. <laughs> but uh, but then he stayed awake all night mm -hmm. as people from all around this region, word spread. Mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking a minute ago, uh, 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 Kurt, just if, if, if just the people on our tour yes. were healed, Yes. What joy and celebration there would be. Would reverberate everywhere. Yeah, and, and so all around this region, villages, people came and Jesus stayed all night healing them all. Like everybody was healed. And we talked about earlier, um, Isaiah 9 says that, uh, that though this land in Isaiah's day had been trampled by the Assyrians, mm -hmm. that one day a great light 
would dawn mm -hmm. and God would, would bless this region with explosive joy, like harvest and yeah. like spoil. And that was the day. That yeah. was the, when Jesus yep. is here, home basing his ministry for the better part of three years, um, incredible light and joy was, was in this place. Yeah, Bible prophecy fulfilled all around here. Just a, just a couple things you wanna think about. The nobleman whose son was healed. Remember when Jesus was in Cana, go home, your son is healed, he was from here. The centurion who helped to build the synagogue, whose servant boy was sick, was healed right here. You think about uh, the demoniac that was healed in the synagogue right here. Think about the leper whom Jesus touched that was right outside of the city of Capernaum. The woman with the issue of blood uh, for 12 long years who touched the hem of the garment of Jesus, that was right here. Uh, the kingdom parables, uh, the mustard seed, the wheat and the tear, that was right here. I mean, just there's so much that happened right here in Capernaum. I just want to say, but before we wrap up, uh, first of all, if you ever get the chance to go to the Holy Land with this man, uh, he probably won't say it as much as I can say it, but just do it. Uh, it will bless you. It will change your perspective of Scripture. It will help you have a full view of when you read the Bible, it will just come to life in living color and 3D. You'll have imagery to put to, to the stories. Uh, but... Uh, I rejoice that though we're 2,000 years removed from the events, mm -hmm. we're right on God's timeline. Mm. And the, the Jesus that came once is going to come again soon. And the work he did here is still unfolding in our lives and through our churches. The work of the gospel continues to go forward. The growing of the kingdom. We were talking about mustard seed, mm -hmm. faith. Mustard is all around this area, this little mm. yellow plant. It's just, it's like, it's like grass in America. It's mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, and so the kingdom of God is growing through you and yep. your church yep. and through us until he comes. So let's be faithful. The last message that Jesus ever preached in the synagogue was in John 6. It was the day after the feeding of the 5,000, and he preached a message about the bread of life. He said, I am the bread of life. And on that day, ironically, the people that didn't understand, they just saw Jesus as their bread giver. They didn't see him as the bread, as the, as the gospel giver. And the Bible says that many of them turned away that day. And Jesus looked at his own 12. And I think he looks at you today. I think he looks at me today. He says this, will ye also go away? And I love what Peter said, right here, right here. To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And today, let's keep that in mind. To whom shall we go? Jesus. He's just as alive as he was 2,000 years ago in this very place. God bless you, my friends. Have a great day.